going on, NFL fans? You are listening to At The One NFL Podcast with your hosts, Teddy Christopa. And Nick Amendola. We have a special pre-draft episode for you tonight. Um, but before we get started with that, Nick and I have a little introduction on why we started this NFL podcast. And uh, Nick, go ahead and take it away. Tell him. Yeah, so we're just two college roommates that decided that during the quarantine and be, you know, we needed something to do, and so we started this. We're now starting this podcast, and we have our own NBA one as well. Um, I work with a football team at our college, and Teddy's just an avid fan of sports in general, and you know, we just wanted to start looking into this and interacting with football fans, you know, all around the world. Yes. So you mentioned that we have, we do have an NBA and it's been active for several months now and that is nothing but NBA podcast. Um, but also the reason why we started this, the reason why I was so into this idea of starting an NFL podcast was to help interact with fans of just football, get into debates, get into certain topics. So um, hit us up on Twitter and that is at the one NFL podcast. So um just hit us up with anything, um, any questions, what you think your team needs, and Nick and I will do our best with that. So with that being said, Nick, let's get started with today's episode. We have an exciting topic today. NFL Draft is tomorrow, Thursday. Um, actually, I shouldn't say tomorrow because we're almost at the midnight on East East Coast on Wednesday night. Um, but no, it's, it's going to be a good draft. So let's get started. What do you say? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump right into these first three picks, and we know some may be more controversial than others, but I think it'll be enjoyable to go at it. Yes, so let's get started with the first three picks. Um, I think the first two, well, first of all, the first three overall picks, Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one overall pick, the New York Jets have the number two overall pick, and then the San Francisco 49ers, as of right now, have the third overall pick. So, let's get started. Nick, who's your first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft? Presumably, it's Trevor Lawrence, just because there's been no sign from anyone that it's not. And just, you know, like, you know, NFL community's consensus in general is that he's the best prospect out of the majority of the quarterbacks, and he's going to go number one no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a sure lock. I know that the Jacksonville Jaguars bought wedding gifts for Trevor Lawrence and his wife um, just because they knew that he was coming. So, I mean, it's, it's a lock. Uh, Urban Meyer is now that coach of Jackson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He basically has said Trevor Lawrence is a terrific quarterback and he's basically our guy. So, I'm excited. I'm, this, I'm not so excited because I believe that Gardner Minshew should be the number one quarterback. I am a huge Minshew Magic kind of kind of fan, so mania baby, he's got the stash. Yeah, it's it, it's tough to see him go, but he definitely was not the future. Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterbacks in college football um, this year and for the past three seasons. So it's it's good to see him go. Um, all right, so number two, this one's this one's gonna be fun for me. I have Zach Wilson. Just that's just been what it is from the media and you know the experts. But I I could see possibly Justin Fields there, and they it'd be a shocker I think. But I, I'd assume for the most part it's gonna be Zach Wilson. I have Zach Wilson as well. Um, the one thing about Zach Wilson is, I, have you heard the story about his uncle? I don't think so. No. So his uncle is the founder of JetBlue. And JetBlue is a major sponsor in the New York Jets organization for, you know, endorsements and stuff like that. So I have a feeling that, like, his his sponsor and his endorsement to the New York Jets can help persuade, you know, hey, pick my nephew. He's, he's a terrific football player, and he could be, you know, a great elite quarterback. The one thing I will say... Um, for those of you that don't know and haven't really checked out or don't know that much about college football, is this 
year's draft is heavy on unknown quarterbacks from different schools. You have a kid from BYU, um, BYU, North Dakota State, just different kind of schools that are just, you know, not out of the ordinary for quarterbacks. You would think of more Clemson, Ohio State, and stuff like that. You have those quarterbacks as well, but still a lot of unknown. So Zach Wilson's kind of that unknown quarterback where you don't know what you're going to get. And to me, as a New York Jets fan, I'm not a New York Jets fan. I'm a New York Giants fan. We both are. Excuse me. But if I was a New York Jets fan, I would be a little bit hesitant coming off of what happened with Sam Darnold, what happened with Mark Sanchez. I mean, you haven't had your best luck with quarterbacks. Um, At least he's not from USC, so they should have a little bit more luck in that. But Zach Wilson, I mean... We'll see. I'm, uh, I'm I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for every, every quarterback. I, I like to see these guys do well, obviously. But I, there's a huge uncertainty with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. Like, I don't think the Jets would be wrong to take him, honestly. Um, there's, like, the, the, the concern would be for him is that the teams they played, you know, last year weren't anything, for the most part, spectacular. Um, since they aren't in, you know, the highest rated conference either. Um, but he played well there. You obviously see the flaws like overthrowing, underthrowing. Um, I mean, just like your basic things you'd be concerned with for most young quarterbacks. So I, I don't, I don't think they're wrong for taking him there. So I, the top three guys that it's like, you'd take your pick and, you can make something out of any of them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly right. All these guys in this draft. I mean, obviously, we're no experts. We just we're you know two college, old college roommates just having fun, and uh, I mean Nick and I made a, a mock draft. It'll be available on Twitter later today, since the clock is about to hit midnight. Um, so later today, Nick and I will put it out on Twitter, and you can all review it. And let us know what you think. Um, but number three pick, San Francisco 49ers. Coming from Miami and Houston. Who do you who do you have for that one? This is, is I, this this one is so controversial. I, I personally just think Justin Fields is a better fit for San Francisco. I know obviously everyone's saying Mac Jones and like, you know, obviously Kyle Shanahan could like all these quarterbacks you know i wouldn't be surprised just because you can make something out of you know all these guys of their talent level but i think for their system they're just a very fast pace like you know play action like all that option stuff like team like that's just how they play yeah absolutely and i mean i think this is our first controversial controversial pick of our mock drafts at least because I have here um I have uh Trey Lance from North Dakota State University a little hesitant on this one too just because of how Carson Wentz kind of was same same school um kind of a different play style though but I have Trey Lance I think that he's going to bring more of an athletic dynamic to this team um but again this team is Besides from George Kittle, who do you throw to? I know you have Brandon Ayuk um, for your wide receiver, but there's a lot of you know non weapons on this this team. So San Francisco could really just pull off a you know hey we're gonna keep Garoppolo and go a different kind of route and get a running back, get something. So I believe in Raheem Mostert as well, but San Francisco really could go anywhere in this draft. They don't even, they could hang on to Garoppolo and go somewhere else. So, um, but I, I want to get into your, your, your topic about Justin Fields because we talked off air about how Justin Fields a couple months ago is a lock for one or two easily. He was the real deal in the playoffs. He beat, he beat the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. Like he beat him. So that was one of my favorite performances from him too. Cause he played majority of that game hurt too. And like, yeah, at the NFL level, you see like the toughness 
like in that aspect of him playing through an injury in a big time game. Like that's what teams like to see and he's he played well through the injury. It's not like he he was hurt and kept going out there just trying to like make a play. No, like he he was hurt, went out there and still played effectively. So my big question is how did that drop off for him? Just, just I, I don't understand. I really don't. I don't. He went from you know, being a one or two overall pick to like middle of the pack. I, I've heard I've heard him as low as almost second round for Justin Fields. You, you see that like as soon as the Jets were like, Oh, let's go Zach Wilson, like the rumors started, you know, coming up about that, all of a sudden everyone was like, Why aren't they going with Justin Fields? And then all of a sudden his draft stock just shot down. Well, you know who really I think ruined that is Josh Allen because Josh Allen, coming into his NFL draft, really was was a project. Like he, they said that he has an amazing arm, but he lacks like overall awareness and and a skill set with accuracy. But he has a killer arm. Zach Wilson is kind of like that. So everybody is kind of chasing like a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen kind of a player right now. Which I mean, it, it's a great player to have, but the risk reward of that is is definitely higher, especially, I mean, New York Jets fans have to kind of be a little bit hesitant about that because, you know, of what happened with Darnold. He didn't really get the time, so. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, one of the guys I work with over at school, he, he's a Jets fan, and he talks about just, like, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson isn't, like, the worst pick, but he, he prefers Fields over, you know, Wilson. Now, listen, I think... Any other year where you have more skill-based players, we wouldn't see Zach Wilson number two. We wouldn't see Trey Lance number number three or, or Justin Fields number three. Or even Mac Jones, who I – I don't don't even get me started with Mac Jones. We'll get into I that think a little bit later. Project. My, oh, we, we'll get into Mac Jones a little bit later. That's going to be one of my, my takes. Um, but I, I just – I think like in a more skill-based draft that you won't see some of these players in there. So, I mean, it's 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 a wait and see. I mean, obviously, you know, you get those players that the media just dumps on them, and then all of a sudden they do do pretty well. So, we'll see. You want to get into your your first take, unless you want to say anything about Trey Lance and my crazy pick of Trey Lance at number three. Well, the thing like Trey Lance, I I think he it fits still. I I don't know how how like raw he'll he'll be coming into it um but even if they don't get rid of garoppolo and they decide to keep playing him he sits behind him and he develops and they send him out year two and you know he may be something that they can work with and then at that point they get rid of garoppolo yeah absolutely i mean i think garoppolo I don't understand the hate on Garoppolo and why you would want to trade trade him. He he went to the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago. He is kind of injury prone, but I blame the Patriots for that and not playing him right away. He kind of sat on the bench and became a little bit of a bench warmer. So he hasn't really been in that live action. So he, it'll take him a couple seasons to get you know. Yeah, adjusted I, I to that. with him, you know, it, it's it's the inconsistency that I think they're concerned about. Which is why they want to get rid of him. They they want they want someone who's more versatile because Garoppolo can't run. Like, like he's not like a mobile quarterback. He's more of a stay in the pocket type of guy. Um, like you know, throw the check down, throw the deep ball because their their system is set up so a lot of the time it's like they want that vertical threat or or like the short drop off stuff. Um, yeah, but is but the mobile I, is they want more versatility in their quarterback? Is the mobile quarterback kind of fading away a little bit, starting to at least. I think it's the opposite. I think the pocket passer is coming back a bit. To, to an extent, it all depends on the offense they're running. Lamar Jackson, I mean, yes, he's going to be picked up, picking up his fifth year, but I think he's an overrated quarterback. I mean, I, as I, I said previously. He needs, he needs to improve on more things that make it so he's not relying on the running so much. Well, the stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson could take him out of the game easily any second. Any second now, we could get an alert saying Deshaun Watson's cut from 
Houston, then nobody's going to pick him up. Any second now, that could happen, depending on how his situation progresses. So th- that's another mobile quarterback. We don't even know how Houston's going to do in this draft. They don't know. If, <laughs> I re- really don't know what's going on with him, but that's another story for another time. Um, but I'm just thinking of like the Patrick Mahomes. I have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in my head right now, and I'm just thinking like every team wants to kind of copycat um, what they're doing right now. Everybody yeah. wants a Patrick Mahomes. Of, of course, they're they're both like very dominant when it comes to throwing the football, and they have incredible arms. But it's like you need you need some mobility. You can't just sit in the pocket. Like you get lucky in in a case where you get like you know a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, and you know, you know they don't have to move because they build a team around that. But it was a different time. Like back then, it was like very heavy run game. Now it's a very heavy pass game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, more with these routes and all that type of stuff. It's it's not like you just, like, if you if you move, you get more time to make a play. That's just how it is now. Yeah, it is. But you got to have the arm strength, too. I think Josh Allen is a perfect representation of that, having speed, athleticism, and arm strength. Now, I want to ask you a question, Nick. Out of the four quarterbacks we've mentioned so far, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, which one do you think is going to be the best quarterback and be in the league the longest? I safe pick I is Trevor like Lawrence. It, it's the deter- it's just determined on where where they get picked. I, Trevor Lawrence seems to have the would seem like he would have the most success because we know he's going one. We know they're going to go around him, and I I know he's probably you know the most talented out of them. But my I want to say. Like, personally, Justin Fields. You want my bold take right now? This is one of my, my bold predictions. Um, Hit me. I'll, I'll have a couple of them, I'm sure, throughout. Trevor Lawrence stays in the league five years and then is out. Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, rerun, I, I feel. Justin Fields, Josh Rosen. Injury, gets traded a couple seasons in, and then basically out of the league. But Trey Lance, I have a feeling, is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. Trey Lance. Mark my words. Best team. He has the table as, like, some of the, one of the best board guys. Like, he can, like, draw up a play, figure out how to break things down, and all that type of stuff. So, I, uh, the smarts definitely play a part in that as well. Yeah, I just think, like, San Francisco is a great team team um, already, and him just being thrown in there would just help him just create awesome plays and just, like, being athletic guys. Um, but I have a feeling that this is going to be, like, my Max, uh, I believe its name is Max Ketter- Ketterling or something like that. Max Kellerman? Yeah, where he goes, three-point shot, Golden State Warriors, I want Iguodala. That's going to be like this kind of <laughs> scenario. So um, you guys are going to make memes out of me, I'm sure. But Number I, one I have Trey Lance. 2021 draft, Trey Lance. I want Trey Lance on my team. I don't want Trevor Lawrence. So I, I don't know. I like Trey Lance. It's going to be my number one overall pick in fantasy this year. Mark my words. Um, <laughs> he's going to be great. All right, Nick. Hit me with some of your kind of hot takes for this year's draft? So, my biggest concern, I think, just with this draft, the biggest player I have concern for is going to be probably Caleb Farley. Um, he had a disectomy over the offseason, uh, which is usually when they, if someone has a herniated disc, you know, a doctor goes in, either removes part of it or the material surrounding it to relieve pressure on, like, all of his nervous system like in a spine, but it's just, it's not, it's not a common, not a common surgery they do anymore. Especially just for a young reason. Yeah. Like if you're an athlete, like that's someone where like, Oh, I need immediate like performance, you know, like improvement. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. But I, I think longevity of like him in the league decreases significantly with the surgery. Yeah. I mean, that's just something you just don't see for athletes and especially you know, a young kid. I guess I can say kid now because I think we're older than 
all these draft picks. Probably. So, um, I think it's acceptable to say kids now. Um, so you don't just don't see it out of these athletes such at a young age, like just getting back surgery for herniated discs. I mean, that's you know what Tom Brady is supposed to be going through right now. Not you know, such a young player. I'm just so surprised. It it was bad enough that he felt he needed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it's not it's not common. Like I just don't understand why they opted to go in and do that. That's just something that you don't want to do, especially a week before. That's something you 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 come out with and say like, "Hey, I got drafted." You know whatever you got drafted and be like, oh, by the way, I have a back injury. I probably need to get this. You got to click the bag. You got to get the money. So um, it's just, I mean, that's, that's scary. That could, um, that could affect him in, in this year's draft. That could make you go from a first round pick all the way down to fifth round pick. I mean, like ar- arguably, like he was the number one corner. Like it was either Satane or him. And he was arguably the number one guy. And then once the surgery happened, Everyone was concerned. Like it's 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 like a if you need a corner for a few years, you you draft him, hope it pans out, and hope he lasts longer than you you know you would expect him to after it. Yeah, absolutely. I have him dropping all the way to twenty two when he could have gone top ten. I have him, I believe, at nineteen going to the Washington Football Team. Um, one of my bold takes, Nick. And I am scrolling down some of uh, just up and down our mock drafts. I'm looking at yours, looking at mine, um, and I'm noticing some kind of uh, BS in in your mock draft. You have at number twenty one, you have two players selected. I don't know if you know the rules of the draft. Only one player. Yeah, is... yeah. I think it's supposed to be one. But had I known these rules, I probably would have you know at some points put one or two players down automatically be right delete it after before you see it so we got to get that fixed before we go public with our mock drafts <laughs> but anyway um mac jones i have him at number four i noticed that you have him i believe 22nd going nope excuse me you have him 20th going to the chicago bears um i want to talk about this only because i said earlier that i can't stand mac jones Guy overthrows his wide open wide receivers, and I just I don't think he's a good quarterback. Arguably, two of the best wide receivers in college football. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. Nick, Alabama quarterbacks do not do well in the NFL. Should we go over the list? You have um, AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. And I believe now Mac Jones. You haven't had could a also, I guess, throw in Hurts, too, but he may be a uh, product of Oklahoma instead. Yeah, he, he was wise in one, one season at Oklahoma. But Mac Jones, I just he, ha- he has the best wide receivers. He has the best offensive line. I hate to say it, but, but maybe you and I can make those throws in Alabama. And maybe I, not the distance. You, you give me some of the short ones, we might be, we might yeah. be on to something. Yeah, I mean, I'm also the same guy that says I could be Tom Brady and do those dump down passes, but it is what it is. But no, I don't believe Mac Jones. I, I believe I have him at number four only because he went to Alabama, which is kind of close to Atlanta. Atlanta, I'm sure, had a lot of scouts at Alabama games. So I have him going number four. I know you probably have Kyle Pitts going number four, knowing you. You, have to, you have to get Kyle Pitts in there as soon as you can because Florida Gator fan you. Generational tight end, my guy. I also noticed a wide receiver from Florida getting pretty drafted in the first round as well. So, gotta get I all do. those Florida he guys. He could in. drop into two, but there's <laughs> there now that I've looked at it, there are way more teams that needed a wide receiver than I thought. Yeah, no, there is. I mean, um, but no, Mac Jones. I don't know. He could he could go four. He could go twenty. He could go seventh round. I I just I don't know. I don't know about him. This year's draft is so unpredictable. We didn't have normalcy in, in college football, so you didn't really get to see some of these guys play this year. So it's a lot of uncertainty. His pick, where he ended up, was my biggest issue when looking into this mock. Because I, I, I had him going to 
dropping all the way to New England because I thought if anyone was going to be able to make something out of the type of player he is, it would be Belichick and uh, McDaniel's. Um, I just but I don't I have it. him obviously to the Bears. Like I've I've moved him several times, just unsure which group of guys can make him, you know, like the potential have make him have the potential that you know everyone expects him to have. The only issue with Chicago is is they're in danger of embarrassment with what happened to Mitchell Trubisky, and now if you get Mac Mac Jones, I mean, <laughs> that's tough. That's going to be a tough one to explain to your fan base, and if he doesn't pan out. Obviously, he hasn't played a game in the NFL. I don't know, but I'm just saying I, I've watched him. He overthrows. He underthrows. He's not a good quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't move very well in the pocket either. He's just no. not athletic. No. So he just, he really just did well because of Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. So that's the argument we can make. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Nick. Next one. I feel like I feel like Denver is a good one to look at because. They obviously pick. go in to pick up Bridgewater. Yeah, okay. I believe he was the 30th out of the 34 uh, quarterbacks eligible to be rated last year. And he's he wasn't worse than Drew Locke, but he wasn't much better either. And, I mean, he was arguably in, like, the preferred system, like very well, you know, like planned offensive system in Carolina. And they, they, I don't think they're out of the QB discussion, but if, if they really choose to ride with Bridgewater, I have them picking Micah Parsons. This is, this is a tough pick um, for me because of everything you just said. I am a huge Drew Locke fan. I'm also a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. Um, the only reason why I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan is because we share a similar name. Um, but I believe that Drew Locke really is a good quarterback, but he's kind of gotten unlucky with injuries to himself and players. He's a guy that didn't have Cortland Sutton last year at all, and that's a big part of that offense. He had a young Jerry Judy, but the other wide receivers are really no names. That so, offense, I think, though, is arguably like it's kind of backed now. It's a, it, it's a top, definitely a top ten offense for sure. Because like, you have Melvin the Gordon. They they make a playoff push that might be pretty deep. Absolutely, that um, defense is awesome. They get back two of their guys, you know, two of the best guys in the league, with Chubb and um, Von Miller. I mean, that's going to be a huge improvement to what they were dealing with last season. And that's that's one thing that I'm kind of surprised about is um, that you said Micah Parsons because that up front offense, like offensive, or excuse me, that defensive line slash like middle of the, the pack uh, linebackers core, that, that's scary with those three guys. I mean, that, that is have, absolutely They have scary. good outside guys. I just don't think the inside is what it should be. They, the pass coverage is the issue. They, they lack, you know, the ability to have good enough linebackers to go up against, say, you know, usually you you think running backs are, you know, you know, like absolute matchup nightmares for most linebackers. But if you get a guy that athletic, he's going to be able to deal with most of those guys coming out for the short routes. Yeah, and I mean, you have them getting um, Micah Parsons. I have them getting Patrick Sertain. So either way, defensive player, I think that, I personally think that Sertain is a more, I would say he's a better fit than than Parsons, just because of how, I, I believe that Denver really needs secondary help. I don't really think they need offensive, or de, excuse me, I keep saying offensive, they need defensive line help. I think they need more secondary help. But I mean... I also have Michael Parsons going seven to Detroit, so that that's why I don't have him going. Yeah, uh, mine's mine's the exact opposite, so I've certained Detroit and Parsons <sighs> to death. You gonna you gonna quit on uh, Jeff Okuda like that? <laughs> so it's only one guy. 
I mean, he had a bad year last year. You have four or five corners on the field at a time. And... That's true. No, I mean, like I said, this draft is so unpredictable. A lot of teams need a lot of positions, especially early. So, um, the other one I wanted to talk about, Nick, is Jamar Chase. Didn't play in college last year. Kind of an uncertainty. Do you think it's going to make him fall in the draft? No. He, are, he is the best true wide receiver out of all the guys in the draft. Just, it, just you know, like, in, in my mind, just because of his size and his intangibles in general. Like, he, he was amazing at everything over there. Yeah, I mean, where do you have him going? What number? I have him to Miami at six, but I I could see him alternating to five just because of Joe Burrow. That's why I have him at five. Have him. Former teammates, uh, former teammates, LSU. I mean, that's a perfect that's a perfect matchup right there. As long as they were friends, I don't know about their relationship and stuff, but I would love to see it. I'm a big fan. I'm not a, I don't really watch a ton of college football. I really just watch it for for this exact reason. Um, the, big, the big names, big game type stuff. Exactly. I want to know when they're going to get drafted, and I also want every single one of these wide receivers on my fantasy team. Like That's that's the main reason why I watch college football, to scout out my fantasy team going Honestly. into the season. The, the only reason I don't have him at five to go play with Burrow is just because, I mean, I have a tackle. I have Penny Sewell at five because – Joe Burrow's coming off a torn ACL. That that offensive line was miserable. Yeah, but he had no one to throw to. AJ Green is ancient. John <laughs> Ross was not John Ross. Like he's not good. Um, and Tyler Boyd is their number one receiver, so he needs help. And I think Jamar Chase is that help. Yeah, you know, they also got the guy from uh, Clemson last year. What was his name? Um, first round pick. That's gonna bo- bother me. Um. So, but um, they have they have wide receivers, they're gonna do well. Uh, and they also had Joe Mixon was out too. So T Higgins, that's his name. T Higgins. They got T Higgins last year. We're we're both stuck on him. He was so good. Yeah, he's on my too. Didn't even need to look it up actually. I, I got it right at the uh, buzzer beater before I was going to look it up. So um, he's their number one. I, but like if if they want if they want someone that's truly gonna be that number one guy every game because because he got hot later on in the season he he was all right at the beginning but then he got real good towards the end um but like if they want the consistency i think chase is a good move there i just don't i just feel like prioritizing the offensive line is more important they didn't really do much of it in uh in free agency yeah no that's true you can't win without an offensive line that's been proven um, but yeah, what's what's another one for you? I see that you have one highlighted, so you want to talk about him, the guy from Florida. If you're even on the edge of your seat since this started talking about him. Well, I when it comes to Atlanta, <laughs> if they stick with Matt Ryan, well, they take old. Kyle Pitt because obviously best tight end in college football. That's what he was voted this past year. He, if if you were to label him as a receiver, he may be on par with Jamar Chase, in my opinion. He he just has everything. There's not there's very few things he's bad at, and I think it, especially with the rumors about Julio possibly going sometime tomorrow to a team, they have to take him. But. It, it really depends on whether they keep Matt Ryan and whether they trade Julio. You and I have disagreed so hard on this. I don't know if it's just because you are a big um, Kyle Pitts fan. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But you and I have disagreed so much. I am a firm believer: never take a tight end in the first round because you have guys like Rob Gronkowski, um, Travis Kelsey. The guy from San Francisco, I forgot his name, George Kittle, excuse me. Why Why would you take a guy, why would you waste a pick on a tight end? I understand this guy is incredible, as you said. But you don't have to put him at tight end. The like, guy, the guy that I remember, 
you throw him in the backfield or you throw him out a receiver. Like yeah, he can he can do what needs to be done schematically. We have a guy on our team, the New York Giants, that was taken in the first round, I believe twelve if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong with that. I don't talk about him. He's you don't want to talk about him, but that's the same And he was never good in the first place. He was good. They were saying the same things that they're saying about Kyle Pitts. He, he was a receiver with size wise. Playing as a tight end, wait till this guy has to block. Wait till he has to do the second part of being a tight end. I understand he said he could be a wide receiver, but blocking is a huge part of tight end. Does. What was that? He blocks much better than Engram does. Engram's yeah. not. Engram is solely a wide receiver. With Kyle no Pitts hands. is just a better overall tight end. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is I, I just I don't like these tight ends in the first round, especially number four, like. Especially in the top ten, I have him number six. I have Kyle Pitts six going to Miami, kind of for the exact reason that you said. You kind of convinced me um, about Kyle Pitts going top ten. If if you didn't say anything about Kyle Pitts and like being so high on him, I'd probably have him middle mid round, mid first round pick. The thing is, like the the reason I also have him there is if if you look at what the Falcons need. Like, primarily, it is a tight end. They have Hayden Hurst. I'm a huge Hayden Hurst fan. But he's not, he's not, he never anything special. He's just, I think, majority of the time, he's solely for adding extra blocking to a formation. I mean, yeah. But you want to get into first round tight ends. That's another first round tight end right there, Hayden Hurst. Drafted first round 25th. So, I just, I personally, I don't like, if I was a GM, I would skip over. If I saw a tight end, I would I would go down, skip it, and then get the next guy. Just because, I, that's just me personally. I just, I believe that you can always get a tight end later on in the draft. They're always available, and somebody will, you know, step up. It's just, it's such an important position. Blocking, I believe, is a huge part of that position. Um, and obviously you need to catch the ball, which he can do. He can run, but I don't know. Tight end. They're, they're just one of the teams that they're one of, I'd say maybe four teams that have a need for one particular position. Like you put, you look at the dolphins, they need a wide receiver. You look at the 49ers, honestly, probably need a quarterback the way it's looking. And receiver. That's don't have a quarterback. They have to take a quarterback. But there's also those teams that could take literally anybody. And like you said, San Francisco is one of those teams. Detroit is one of those teams. Um, Carolina is one of those teams. I mean, Carolina does have Sam Darnold, who I believe will show improvements and will wake up because he got traded. And I think Carolina is better fit being under uh, your head coach uh, that you like. Matt Rule. Adam Gase is... Well, Adam Some, Gase is... Something, something different. He's on Adderall. He's Come smoking on. smoking something none of us want to be smoking. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for you with Kyle Pitts. I really, you know, Florida guy, Florida fan for you. Um. But I'll root for him if, as long as you root for Jamar Chase. Uh, LSU, That's they I guess both, that's my team. They're both going to be nasty, man. I got to establish a team, I guess, for college, and I guess LSU is my team for, for college football. I just, I love their that's wide receivers. The rivalry. Yeah. All right. Um, my last one is I have a trade to announce. All right. Let me let me do it. I wish I could have the do 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 do. Um, we have a trade to announce. This actually is not. This is just me speculating. But the New England Patriots make a trade with the Carolina Panthers and collect the eighth overall pick and take Justin Fields. That is, that is my bold prediction. That is my hot take. Um, Justin Fields would probably sit out a year and learn from, you know, hey, a great quarterback. And I noticed how I said great quarterback, maybe not anymore, but used to be in Cam Newton. So I think that, that that's going to be good for Justin Fields. I think that's the best case scenario is him sitting a year and kind of doing like what Patrick Mahomes did. I'm a firm believer. I think Tua Tagovailoa should have done it this past year, rested the hip. Justin Fields should rest up, get 100% healthy, and then come out. So that's how I feel. Agree. I, I like that, honestly. I, I know 
they they've been thinking about moving up as far as we've heard like he he would be awesome there i just didn't have i didn't move anyone around i just picked where they were and i i think that the guy they're most interested in is either lance or justin fields the patriots i i just think those are two guys that fit the complexity of that offense just to be able to allow them to do so many different things with the creativity that it has at times. I just think that any team that passes up on Trey Lance is is crazy. I think that he's capable of being a generational player. And I, I don't know why I'm really high on Trey Lance. I really just I, I just am. Like I didn't get a lot of see obviously a lot of North Dakota State play football this year because you know i'm living in connecticut and live nowhere near north dakota but yeah i mean they're yes <laughs> team so i'll be sitting in the office at times and the game would be on you know like we we watch some of these guys but you get uh, occasionally you get an, an, uh, an fcs guy and he's got you know like the quarterback from james madison i think went at uh, some point last year and he look terrible well let me ask you a question because you guys played central connecticut state university played against north dakota state right we, we made it to the playoffs but they're they run so deep into it that we didn't even come close to that yeah but what team but did it, you play they are in the same uh you know like division as us what team like, did you play the same, though? Uh, what what team did you play we ended up playing Albany. Oh, okay. But, but like, that would have been you playing. You get a lot of those guys into the lower rounds, but then when you get your James Madison and you get your North Dakota State, those are like, that's where you get your most guys that slide their way into the first. Yeah, the reason why I asked, I just didn't know if Trey Lance was a freshman that season because that was like two years ago. I think, he I think he's been. a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, that would be that would be something to look into, though. See if like you if that actually happened if you would have actually played against Trey Lance, um, but yeah no I'm, I I think Justin Fields will be a good player as well. Um, I don't think he's going to be great actually. I think that he's going to be mediocre at best. I think that really a good comparison to him and like how his NFL career is going to be. I believe that he could be a uh, Josh Rosen. I, I I just I don't know why. But I, when I look at Justin Fields, I see Josh Rosen. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but, Nick, it's time to uh, go over our team. And it's kind of funny because before us, you have the Dallas Cowboys. Then we have the New York Giants. And then lastly, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. So <laughs> It's so funny how that panned out the way that it is. It's crazy. So if Dallas messes up... It's because all the teams in the division are awful. They're just so average, they always end up in the middle of the pack. So where do you have... What do you have for the Giants? I know you and I are opposite, but what do you have? I have Jalen Waddle. I I have both of them. Both him and Devontae Smith sliding that far that we could take either. Now where do you have... What do you have for the Philadelphia Eagles? But what was that? What do you have for the Philadelphia Eagles? I have Devontae Smith. Because so I have us passing on him and taking Jalen. So you have New York Giants, Jalen Waddle with 11. And then 12, you have Devontae Smith for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. So I'm opposite. I have the New York Giants with 11th pick taking Devontae Smith. And then 12 going Jalen Waddle. Um, so this is kind of funny. This is interesting. So this is almost like a case where let's hope that we did not mess up with this pick. Let's hope that whoever we pick with 11, if it's a wide receiver, if it's actually these two guys, let's hope that whoever we take has a better career than whoever the Eagles take. Because usually usually is the case. We have the pick before them. Really Dallas does not need a wide receiver at all. They have CD lamb, Amari Cooper, and uh, Gallup, so they don't really need a wide receiver, but we need a They're wide receiver. Corner. They'll take the guy to stop one of the two guys 
both our team and the Eagles take. Now, hot take right here. If Micah Parsons drops to uh, number 11, would you take him? I was very high on him at first. Um, The character concern is an issue a little bit to me. I think the staff there is, you know, would be able to handle anything like that and kind of, you know, get him in line and make sure that he doesn't waste, you know, the ability he has. And I believe that one of the Giants defensive coaches or one of the Giants assistant coaches uh, used to be on staff at Penn State, I believe, with him. And he's very high up on on Gettleman's board as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Giants are one of those teams too. They need almost anything. And I'm just, I'm basically on my knees praying that we do not take an offensive lineman and waste the 11th overall pick. I would not be opposed this year. I think there's some good ones. If if it's not Slater or Sewell, I think no. But if, if one of those guys is there, would I be opposed? No. But just because of how the O-line is developed, I think I think they've found the guys that they can use to be well enough off. But you do also have to think there's some pretty dominant defensive linemen in the NFC East. Yeah, but we that took. But I, I think I think having the the primary complement to Galladay is important. We took Andrew Thomas last year. We don't need. I, I believe we don't need another offensive lineman. I believe that we need offensive help. Yes, but not in the offensive line. I think we need more of. Hey, Daniel Jones, don't fumble the ball every time someone you know touches it. Like, Honestly, grow some hands, grow some hand strength. I'm not. I'm not opposed. I I would not prefer a lineman, but I would not be opposed. Sterling Shepard is not a number one wide receiver. No, of course not. Um, Darius Slayton is not a number one overall receiver. Um, Shepard or Slayton is a great slot receiver, but not number one. So you need you have now Galladay at one. And you take one of these two guys, you have your two, and the rest are accessory help. Yeah, I would love to see Waddle. I, I, love, I love Darius Slay, and I love Sterling Shepard. But they're, they're just not explosive enough to be the one and two guy if there's two of these guys on the offense. Whether it's Galladay and whoever we take. I would like, I, I actually prefer Waddle. I think that he's a better wide receiver than Smith. Smith won the Heisman, but that's only because Waddle was out with an injury. Um, but I'm indifferent. I, I don't really care as long as we get a wide receiver. I just want it to be either from LSU in Jamar Chase or from Alabama in Waddle or Smith. So that's my hot take. you have anything else that you want to say? No, I, I mean, I completely agree. There's just not enough. The three, the three needs I think the Giants need are probably receiver – an, an edge rusher to go along with the guys we already have. And obviously Dalvin's gone now. We need to replace him, but there's no D linemen that are even, you know, in my mind worth taking that early and then corners. And well, but with the defense we currently have, it was top five last season at one point fluctuating top five, top 10, which is good, especially with the guys we have that, you know, arguably some are not great, but they turned out to be effective enough to, you know, win us some games, honestly. It was more the defense games than the offense most of the time. Yeah, the only two guys I don't mind taking are, for defensive-wise, are Parsons and Sertain. Um, those are the two guys I don't mind if we take, but I, I really do want a receiver. I just want Odell back. That's I know you do, too. Yeah, like, I If miss we can draft an, another Odell, that'd be awesome. his... You know, his you know effectiveness has dropped recently. But I, if if he had if we had never had him be the only guy, it would be completely different. Yeah, and Shepard was good too with Odell because he was a number two wide receiver 
where he belonged. So I think once we get a established, I mean, we do have, what am I saying? We have Kenny Galladay. So we do have, we do have a guy that can catch the ball. So there is no excuse for Daniel Jones. If we take it, one of those two Alabama guys to produce, if he does not produce with those two guys and the guys that are currently on the offense as well, this is this is it for him. I think this is the last year as to prove that. Yeah, I can be the guy, especially since you backed me with all this help. Yeah, and I mean Evan Ingram also is going to be hopefully catching the ball like he did his first season as a giant. So it's a waiting game, um, long off season. We'll see how these guys produce, but I think the Giants are probably the favorite to win. Maybe against the Cowboys for the NFC East because Dak Prescott's coming back. So, um, All right, Nick. Unless you have any last-minute things, say we wrap this up. I'm excited. It's, I'm excited it's been, it feels like it's been forever since. This is my favorite part about football. I love the draft. This it's is, so much fun because we, we usually do a pretty good job. Like Obviously, the, the mock board I made this year wasn't pertaining to me being like, oh, this is who's going here, this is who's going here. It was more of a me being like, I looked into what the teams needed, and then I looked at the town on the board, and I was like, this, 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 rather than this is who it seems like they're going to take. Yeah, and I'm. I, this is just, I do this every year. Um, probably my best pick was Baker Mayfield going number one. I had that. Um, so that's probably my I best mean, pick. Yes, we've done it together too. We've done it. We this is like our this fourth year. Done it third or fourth. Together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. We're gonna watch it again. Keep the keep the streak going. Keep the tradition going. So, um, but yeah, what a like, great first episode. Be able to read out some stuff as well, and you know, like either voice our opinions or you know even our picks. Um, and we'll obviously even post our um, our current mock drafts we made on Twitter as well, but. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot to look into for the next few days, just for us in general. Yeah, and if you are listening to this right now, um, really follow our Twitter. We are going to be very active on this, and it is at the one NFL pot. So that is that is our Twitter. Make sure you follow it and just keep up with us because we are going to be posting a lot of content on there. And we're going to be doing live tweets as the NFL draft is happening. So Nick and I will give you our takes. Feel free to message us and we will have fun with this. So we want to really just get your interactions with the fans. If you like the NBA, we also have a podcast for that as well. And that is called Nothing But the NBA. Check that out as well. And the Twitter for that is at NBA Podcast 6. So thank you again. Enjoy the draft. Um, And really, I hope your team does whatever you want. So have a good night and thank you.